Hello, I'm Mark Sweeney, and in this episode of I'm the Gun, I'm going to revive a feature I'd done a couple times before called Hooked by the House Ad. I'd done a couple of these uh, back when I'm the Gun was strictly a blog. I'd choose a classic DC house ad that directly caused me to seek out the title it was advertising, even if it was months or sometimes even years later. And I'd talk about the ads and a bit more about the books themselves. You can check out my blog, imthegun.blogspot.com, to read my write-ups on Amazing Man and Booster Gold, two great DC series from the 80s, which were previous subjects of Hooked by the House ad. This time out, I'll be moving away from the mid-80s and into the early 90s by having a look at the wonderful Elongated Man miniseries by Gerard Jones, Mike Parabek, and Ty Templeton. Elongated Man, subtitled Europe 92, was a four-issue miniseries starring the Justice League Stretchable Sleuth, which ran from January through April 1992. Usually the house ad for a title like this would trail the series by a month, or maybe pop up the same month as the first issue, but in Elongated Man's case, the ad ran in comics dated February 1992, so coinciding with the second issue of the series. The scan of the house ad I'll be providing on the blog is taken from my copy of Justice League America number 59. Now, what a great, fun series this was. Awesome creative team. And it all kicked off in a perfectly representative ad. The gist of the miniseries is this. After the disbanding of the Justice League, the story of which was being told at the time in the breakdowns crossover running through Justice League America and Justice League Europe, uh, Ralph Dibney, the world-famous elongated man, and his his wife, partner, and straight woman, Sue, uh, they take a tour of Europe during a very early discussion of what would become the European Union. The pair gets involved in trying to derail a plot to destroy Euro unification before it can get off the ground, perpetrated by a mysterious mastermind who not only wants to keep Europe disagreeable and fragmented, but also has similar plans for the Dibney marriage. Now the ad pushing this series is a really nice, uh, fun design that I think perfectly sets the tone for the series, which doesn't take itself too seriously. It's drawn by the series art team of Parabek and Templeton, and I think their styles, they mesh so well. The main image is a postcard showing Ralph, stretched arm wrapped around a jewel thief, In Paris, shaking down all the spoils that the thief almost made off with, Ralph is all smiles as he's showing off a bit for the wide-eyed French policeman present. The postcard is resting on the typical red-and-white checkered cafe or bistro tablecloth, and both the tablecloth and the postcard have a coffee ring staining them. It's a really nice touch. And there's some copy and a nice script reading, Having a Wonderful Time, Wish You Were Here. This ad really popped off the, popped right off the page for me, and it sent me looking for the series. Now, as with all things, I was a little bit behind the time, so I had to buy all four issues out of the back issue boxes at my local comic shop. Maybe about, I don't know, a year or so after it was released. And as with every four-issue mini, it read better, I think, in in one sitting than with a month delay between chapters. 
I don't know how this played out when it was originally released, but uh, reading it as I did, very enjoyable. This series was spun out of the Justice League titles. At the time, the longtime creative force behind those, plotter Keith Giffen and scripter J.M. DeMatteis, they were wrapping up their run, which had brought a sense of humor to the team, a certain amount of zaniness. Even in the Elongated Man was a, a big part of that, as was writer Gerard Jones, who'd been adding dialogue to Giffen's plot in Justice League Europe for about a year and a half at this point. And this miniseries, in a way, continues the tone set by Giffen de Mateus, but I think it's executed maybe in an even lighter way, and if I may say, even in a less corny way. Well, that might not be totally accurate. There's just some pretty corny stuff that occurs in these issues, but I just think some of the gags in Justice League International, they could seem a little forced, and the lighter humor here is nothing... Nothing but perfectly natural. If anything, the tone, the humor, and the banter here in this series kind of pointed the way towards the new era of the Justice League Europe that was about to commence post-Giffen. But whatever the case, the series delivered on the fun, the adventure, and the intrigue promised in the, in the house ad. The Elongated Man Mini was actually a series of reunions for the creative team. Writer Gerard Jones had actually had a decent relationship with the Elongated Man character going back a couple of years and beginning with the Elongated Man story he wrote for Secret Origins. This was Jones' first work for DC, I believe, and it was penciled by Ty Templeton, who also provided that great Elongated Man, Plastic Man cover to the, the issue of Secret Origins, and he ended up inking this miniseries. Jones would write for DC for another eight years or so, along the way taking on the scripting duties, like I said, over Keith Giffen's plots on Justice League Europe. And a member of that team, of course, was, was Ralph. But Jones's first regular gig with the company was the excellent and way too short-lived El Diablo, which I've kind of recently read and, and loved. El Diablo told the tale of the fictional southwestern Texas city of Dos Rios, and the masked vigilante who protected it. Dos Rios, in the small amount of time it was given, was a well-developed location. On par, I believe, in a relative sense. Strictly in a relative sense, with, uh, with Metropolis, and, and even with Opal City. Which I think is probably the most well-developed fictional location in DC history. El Diablo happened to be penciled by Mike Parabek in some of his very earliest published work. And in that series, you could see he developed by leaps and bounds with every issue. So by the time the Dream Team assembled for the Elongated Man Mini, Jones, Parabek, and Templeton, they were seasoned DC vets, and the work they produced was accomplished and entertaining. I love the way Jones and company tried to keep the, at times, lighter tone of the Giffen JLE characterization, despite the serious issues in this series like international politics, assassinations, marital discord, and the art is a perfect complement to the stories, and Parabek, I think, really excelled at showing the kind of outrageous and inventive and often very funny uses of Ralph's pliable body. You know, it wasn't too long before... 
I think Batman the Animated Series was pretty much right around the corner at this time. And uh, the art style of that show was so influential. You can definitely see the similarity between the work of Bruce Timm and Mike Parabek. And Parabek would go on to do some, uh, some of those animated style books for DC a couple of years later. His style is so suited for that kind of work. He's, he's a talent I definitely miss. Ty Templeton was a terrific choice of inker, and I think the best I've seen on Parabek's pencils. Now this inking can... it's a little heavy-handed, and usually that's a bad thing when talking about an inker, but Templeton's bold outlines, they really give Parabek's forms a weight. And you know, that while maintaining the cartoony cheekiness of the figures, it really makes them come alive. I love Templeton's inks on anyone. They make everyone's work look great, and he's a he's a damn fine penciler too. The story here is really cool, and I'm tempted to do an issue by issue recap. And if anyone out there wants it, I'd be happy to oblige. But for the sake of honoring the hooked by the house ab tag, and to keep this initial discussion to just one episode, I'll continue the typical practice of this podcast since it started to keep the episodes to around or under the 30-minute mark. But if anyone out there wants more in-depth coverage of this mini, uh, let me know. I don't need an excuse. I'll spend a couple episodes and go page by beautiful page. I do want to give uh, at least a basic plot recap, though. So Ralph and Sue are in Paris for the first in a series of Unity conferences, as they have nothing else to do, I guess, between Justice League stints and... There they encounter the first of a ridiculous string of villains outfitted as stereotypical Euro cuisine. You get L'Escargot, a, a guy with a slimy suit riding a giant snail. Calamari, uh, an Italian wearing a tentacled rubber suit. And then there's the German Wurstwaffe, giant sausage-wielding thugs who can themselves link together and swing each other around. These assassins attempt to kill delegates from the different countries represented in an attempt to dissuade unity. And these killers are their total camp, but they do prove deadly, and they're actually joined by the genuine threat, an old Teen Titans foe, Warp, from the Brotherhood of Evil, and also by the ever-menacing Copperhead, who's fought, uh, I think, every DC hero in the book at and of course the big bad who hired these rent-a-creeps, an old villain revamped with a, with a new confidence and shudder, an actual plan for world or at least European domination. The villain in question is, spoiler alert, old Green Lantern foe Sonar, Archduke of the tiny Eastern European country of Madora, who not only dares to conquer Europe, but even more dastardly, wants to drive a wedge between the Dibneys and actually has designs on Sue himself. Sue, in turn, is actually taken with Sonar, or, or is she pretending to be? Hmm. She allows herself to be whisked along to Medora while Ralph follows the trail of assassination attempts through various European capitals. The Flash shows up in one issue, lends a hand, uh, but through it all, Ralph, he holds his own, proving himself every bit the hero and equal part the detective. 
Nose twitching, of course, along the way. He sorts through red herring after red herring on the trail of the person with the most to lose should Europe unite. You know, elongated man's detective skills have kind of gotten backburnered at times throughout his long career, and I can't remember if it's an issue of JLE or during his stint as a guest star in Starman, but one of those writers, whether it be Gerard Jones or James Robinson, gave gave Ralph his due as a sleuth and put him in the same league as Batman, which that's high praise indeed. Now, a star of equal billing in Elongated Man, Europe 92, is, is Sue, who threatens to steal the show every issue. She pretty much does by the series finale, which is a showdown in Medora, as Jones provides a, a refreshing departure from the typical beat-up-the-bad-guy finale. While Ralph flexes his muscle and actually brings Sonar's castle crumbling to the ground in a new and a pretty spectacular display of his stretching power, the true key to victory lies with Sue actually coordinating a revolution of the Medoran people, though Sonar does flee to fight another day. I really love the whole package of the series. The covers are great, and they kind of tie in with the house ad. Each of the four covers has a partial map of Europe on which a snapshot postcard of some action from the issue is laying on top of, and the same script relaying a postcardy type message. Really nice design and a really nice presentation for the series. And like I said, the story kind of bridges the gap between the Giffen de Mateus Justice League and the one that would debut in Justice League Spectacular, led by writers Dan Jurgens and, and Gerard Jones. The story told in this mini, in a way, planted some seeds that Gerard Jones would cultivate in Justice League Europe, which he was about to take over the full writing duties on. Ralph and Sue would both play a pretty large role in that comic, and uh, their recent past does come back to haunt them, though they'd look a little different drawn by Ron Randall. Mike Parabek would uh, come back and actually do a little work on the follow-up storyline to this miniseries, Red Winter, which ran through JLE, and this is where Ralph gets another chance to confront Sonar, one of, one of his few true bona fide arch-enemies and one he, kind of against all odds, managed to wrestle away from a heavyweight like Green Lantern. It's in Red Winter where Ralph finally gets to lay to rest the troubles that were stirred up in this miniseries. And this series is one of my favorites from the era, a real gem, I think. Now, I've got to think it didn't burn up the sales charts. It's never been collected, but uh, that makes it just the kind of thing that I like to cover here. If it ever was collected, I should think it would be bound to the succeeding Jones run of the JLE, despite its ability to stand on its own, but in a dream world, talking dream world here, where fun comics like this were really popular, we get an absolute edition with the miniseries, the covers, sketches, the house ad, but that, that'll never happen. Is there an absolute edition of Identity Crisis? There is? People would pay how much? For that? Wow, that's ridiculous. Well, that's as good a place as any to call this an episode. Um, been a little spotty with I'm the Gun while I've been indulging in a vanity project that called uh, 
Comics Couplets, which is a Twitter and Instagram feed where I'm posting images I've scanned of some favorite characters, along with short 140 character or less poems I've had a lot of fun coming up with. All the kids' books I've read and digested over the last few years are coming back up. I've been spewing them daily on Instagram. Definitely not Shakespeare, <laughs> but uh, but it's been fun. So if you're into bad poetry and comics, those will intersect at Instagram.com slash Comics Couplets. The initial burst of inspiration for that has kind of been expended, so hoping to find a balance where I can maintain Comics Couplets and I'm the Gun both on a part-time basis, so no more weekly episodes here and no more daily posts there, just be posting more on an ad hoc basis. Anyway, I'm hoping to find someone out there who enjoyed Elongated Man Europe 92. If that person was you, please drop me a line via email. I'm the gun at gmail.com. can be found on Twitter, where I post as at Mark Sweeney Jr. Or you could leave a comment on the blog at imthegun.blogspot.com. There you'll find older episodes, including uh, about a gigabyte's worth of uh, my ramblings on Shanna the She-Devil and the Legion of Superheroes, among some other things. You can also check the show out on iTunes. Alright, I'll be back soon-ish. So until then, Arrivederci.